yeah. it out. No, it yeah, my culture. It out. Exactly. So. And no, I said if good children books work out by the end, I said this time for New Year's, like next year, I'd want to do like, like in January, I would take my whole family to Italy, <gasps> like to the white, to the, the four seasons where they film White Lotus. Like that's my goal is to make enough money to do that as like a Christmas gift to my we, family. I have to do something you'll with my parents. You'll, you'll be there too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just outed like myself. My, my family's going to be like, what the Wait, hell are you going to do with that's us? That's nice that Joe did that for yeah. his, his parents. <laughs> really nice. Must be nice to be Joe's family. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, no, I don't really, worry. I really want to do that. I feel like it'd be really fun. That'd be sweet. I think it'd be a fun concept. Execution might be terrible. Execution could be exactly like White Lotus. White Lotus. <laughs> Literally, so, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. No, like, I feel like every family vacation I've ever been on has resulted in, like, actual disaster. Like, there has been a war. There Tension. has been a feud. There has been, like literally some of them i just remember sobbing in disney year yep. after year sobbing mm-hmm. and up until this most recent trip yeah. and when i was 25 years old and the thing 26. is the thing is you keep going back on these trips and because again there's <sighs> nothing better than family but you get on that trip and, and the entire say, time it's like you're screaming <laughs> i don't know what you want me to do like it doesn't get better no. when you go so like wherever no. you go there you are yeah. <laughs> it's the problem i think what i'm learning you can't escape you can't escape yourself no. And you can't escape your family. No. And try as you might. There you try go. Try as you might. Try you as you might. always find your way back home. Mm-hmm. I feel like, personally, I have found my way back home lately. Like, I was home for so long just now. Joe, I actually can't even put it into words. Like, it was a miserable experience on my end. It was tough. Well, I had COVID, which yeah. made it worse for me. <laughs> like, I literally was suffering at the hands of covid and then a stomach virus and then just being like bed bound in long island for literally a week straight it's a miracle i'm here and it feels like it and you look amazing and honestly like i the entire time we're like i'm just like not eating and i'm like joe like that's not good it wasn't good it wasn't wasn't good good. i i dropped a significant portion of weight in a matter of i didn't i didn't eat for a week you didn't eat for a week now i'm making up for it and i'm almost like what was your first meal back Mm, it was, the or- it was like a pasta. Mm-hmm. It was a pasta. That makes sense. It was the orchette. How do you say that? Orchette. Orchette. That was what it was. And I had it twice since then. The same exact one from Patrizia's. I had Patrizia's on Sunday night and also on Thursday night. You're obsessed with Patrizia's. Patrizia's. You always find your way back home. You always find your way back home. That is, I guess, somehow not at all a theme, yeah. but at the same time. And honestly, they bring it back. We kind of. Found, found our, our way, way back, back home. home. Yeah. With this the style choice. Yeah. You honestly look so good. Thank you. You do. You really do. And like. It almost were you lying? No, that, was it originally a joke lying. that you no, were making? There was no joke. But mm. I will say that like it is. It's giving Fred Jones. It is. Yeah. I did bleach my hair earlier today. But you always have wanted to be in Scooby-Doo. So I think this makes yeah. sense. I'm going for like a 60s mod meets like. 90s grunge meets like Mormon 80s boys. office meets Mormon, Mormon boys. boys with a Z. Yeah, yeah. I am wearing a shirt and tie, and I think that like as I continue to develop my personal style and put myself out there, I'm gonna continue to like build on it and wear more it. things. It is my dad's tie and my dad's shirt, and, and I just love, took it out of his closet. And well, um, I'm not in Vineyard Vines. Like I did find my way back to like a a prep. Yes, you're giving new New, new England prep. I just can't escape Boston. You can't. Like, you're going to end up full-time in Boston. Of course. Of course. You're going to be a little Bostonian again. Yeah. It's a really welcoming city. It is. It is. 
And this is a really welcoming podcast. It is. And welcome um, back, Joe. Welcome back. Isn't it crazy that we're back? I feel like it has been almost no time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it felt like that. In a way, it feels yeah. like it was just yesterday that we were on this couch. It was a little month. It was a little month, but then we did do the Christmas special. We did do the Tinder special. Sure. We did do um, Jake Cornell's podcast. We did do... It's just Holy like we, shit. at one day, one day we're going to drop. drop. We're going to drop that. Because <laughs> the way that we respond to stressful situations is just not good. It's not normal and it's no. not good. And it's mutual. Like We have the same exact responses. That was so scary. Because <laughs> it really puts in perspective, like, we're 26-year-old men. Barely. And I keep saying it, barely. But, like, that... Yeah. What happened was, the, this, happened, this happened before on this podcast, because we don't have any tape, and we have to tape the... um the window behind me so that the light doesn't come through with like a poster board thankfully the sun just set so it's fine but we ran out of tape about i would say in july and i've just been using the same tape since that we put applied to it (laughs) since may and i think finally the tape has said get new tape yeah um so that's something we'll 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 invest i feel i'm like awake though now that definitely startled me in a good way, in yeah. The best Sometimes way you need to be scared. Yeah, always. Sometimes life begins outside of your comfort zone, and I feel like this podcast begins outside of, of our your comfort, comfort zone. zone. And I think today we're going to talk a little bit more about, about comfort zones outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. Good children. Just another looking down hit. at my feet. Looking down at my feet. Your comfort zone will kill you. Gotta step out, gotta step out of your comfort zone. Gotta step out, gotta step out of your comfort zone. With good children. That was, I would say, our worst thing we've ever done. But the thing is, at least creativity was sparked within us. At least we tried. Sometimes trying is fine. I that was really bad. But what we can learn is sometimes you try and sometimes you fail. But you get right back, back up, up and you try, try again. again. And you try and again. Try everything. Anyway, this is Good Children, the podcast. We're hosts, Joe Hedges and Andrew Muscarella. Reflect on our 22 years of friendship, growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia trauma and rejection that comes along with it. So Andrew, what are we talking about today? Today, Joe, we're talking about how to put yourself out there. And I think this is definitely a topic that we also need to discuss. Oh yeah, this is for our own good and And necessity. And I hate to quote but we're growing as we go. And that's just the truth of it all. You don't hate to quote I don't, I'm actually, it's season two and I'm actually embracing it. Yeah. Anyways. You've been embracing it. Long, <laughs> you've, been, you've been embracing it before the podcast existed. I you agree. have been embracing the Ben Platt allegations since I would say 2017. And now that I've shaved the mullet, yeah. Oh I'm, my god, yeah. Wait, we didn't even talk about it. It's yeah, gone. I shaved the mullet. Look at that. No you mullet. Guys, no mullet. Just a normal fade. And I think that I am prepping like every single day to the buzz to push myself out of my comfort zone and buzz, buzz this head. Dixie D'Amelio said it freed her. I think it's gonna free me. Yeah, Dixie and her mother. And because her Dixie shaved her head because her mom, whose name for some reason I'm not slipping. Rem- Charlotte, you're missing me. Whatever her Mrs. D'Amelio 
shaved her head around the same time that Dixie did, same age. And she said um, it made her so confident. And that's why Dixie did it. And I honestly believe it for you, Dixie D'Amelio. She looks amazing and she seems radiant. And you think that I deserve radiance? I just think you deserve radiance. Okay, I'm going to do it, you guys. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about putting yourself out there. And what we did for you guys this season is we added a little bit of structure. Structure! Oh my God! And I know that's nuts for us, but we did. So we're going to be talking about five different categories. Okay. One, the internet. Oh my Number God. Number two, we're talking bullying. <gasps> Holy, Holy fucking shit. shit. Not bullying. Who's laughing now? <laughs> three, we're talking dating hookups oh my oh my god. god it's getting saucy for proving yourself oh, oh geez. geez i just talked to my therapist about that and five don't laugh at me laughing with not at oh geez i know we're entering this new season with you in a more structured way we're trying to um come a lot come out with some valuable lessons come out with a little bit more talking points so that we're not just meandering yeah this is to save us some time it's to save you some confusion potentially well first before we even get into internet like what does it mean to put yourself out there i mean i feel like we're talking about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone all the time but it really is like putting yourself out there means being vulnerable and being authentic and like potentially facing Backlash. And re- backlash and rejection. Yeah. Um, that's what it means for me. What about you? I would agree with you. I feel like it for me, it really means like ignoring the voices in my head. Do you know what I mean? And there are the monster that's under my bed. There's you know a what I mean? Yeah, no, there's a crowd. Going into our first category, like the internet. V- like can- viral moments. Putting yourself out there and then experiencing a viral moment. Can you imagine being like Sophia, Grace, and Rosie? Can you imagine being Joe Hedges and Andrew Mascarella in ninth grade? I whip my hair. I whip whip my hair is like the first thing we should talk about this season. I can't believe that still like (laughs) trumps anything that we've done. Oh yeah, so far on YouTube, it's still our highest viewed video. Literally the 40, the minute and a half long video of us dancing to Willow Smith. We were in ninth grade. Yep. We are, we're in different schools, finally. We are, it was like very early on in ninth grade. I whipped my hair, had just dropped. And if you were not there for the cultural phenomenon, that was when Willow Smith, at the age of nine years old, released arguably the best song of all time. Those children were turning out (laughs) songs so young. The Smiths carried the industry on their back as they were like, they should have been in like second grade. Jaden's rap. Oh my God. Some of the I was born of two stars, so the moon is is where I land. land. I will never Never say say never. never. Karate Kid, his entire role in that was crazy. No, like, like, it's insane to me. But I whipped my hair, had just come out. It's like October 2011. And we made that little video. I'm literally just whipping my hair. You're flailing around behind me in the wig that is somehow glued to your head. How did that, how did that work? I think it just kind of like, at that point I put it on it. And it just became a part of you. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, wait. It was like the mask. It was. You with the wig is Jim Carrey in the mask. Mask. You're so right. If he uses you, you become someone else. I was like, let's do this thing. Yeah. That was our first moment. I mean, it was you, it was a different version of YouTube. It wasn't like, like it was like 30,000 views. Like, in a matter of, like, a week. Yeah. And I will never forget the hate comments. 
for as long as I will live. Those ones pro- like stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, sure. fucked you up. They were all about you. Yeah, I mean, because like you're just sitting there like swinging your head back yeah. and forth, like not wigged, and I'm fully wigged, and people were like, "Who is that, that pig? Pig in the back? Should, should it not, not be, be on, on a farm? farm? Should it should not, not be, be on, on a farm? farm? Oh, is that a? Oh, I see, see the titty. A, I see the boobies. Is that a? Yeah, is that a boy or a girl? I see boobies. Please. Yeah. And if you know anything about me... It's that, like, the chest is a sensitive area. The chest has always been sensitive. And I think, going back, it has always been. But that That is really what did it for me. Yeah. And we were probably like, ah! And it was like, boobies? Boobies? (laughs) Of course I'm not. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) That's why no kids should have access to the internet. Like, I I know know I'm crazy for saying it, but, like, we shouldn't have been been reading that by ourselves. But they kind of read me for filth by calling me a pig. A pig. We're in our pig. I'm kind of like, we both are pigs now. I'm kind of like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, but like that is a moment. I mean, we we've been pretty good at putting ourselves out there on the internet forever for our whole lives, like in various doses. But like Farmville moms, we were out there in yeah. drag. There's a she-wolf in your class. Oh, come on! I never got this announced in three months! Nay! You finally got those paper clips out of your hair? Girl, you know it. I can finally unbraid this! I'm so happy never doing a hair with paper clips. I wasn't thinking about it because I use all natural ingredients. Honey, lemon, and L'Oreal. Because I'm worth it. Like we were posting weird ass shit in those wigs to like YouTube and Facebook, which like like everyone who went to school with us was Facebook friends with us. And like we were posting it to Facebook. And we were dropping like Easter specials. Yeah, like literally a special a week. It was literally what we do with good children. Like yeah. actually, and we put on wigs, did the Long Island voices and didn't really care. First, her husband issued me up. The voice is hot to go with Sasha because he likes it better. This is what he's telling me, I don't know. Just because we're prettier than them doesn't mean we're stupider than them. It's sad because Donna is uglier and stupider. It didn't really bother me. It didn't bother, but what stopped us? Shame. I think that it got worse. Like, it, I think we, we got were, older. We got older. And, like, I think we were still doing it in ninth grade. We were. Right? Can you imagine, though, we pushed through the shame? No, can you imagine? If we just didn't give a fuck? Or if anyone around us, like, really encouraged us. No offense. Yeah. Like, I think that probably was also part of it. Like, I always felt... Like, growing up doing gay things, I always felt like I had to hide it from my parents. Yeah. Or, like, justify it. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, why we were doing fucking Tom and Jeff. Yeah. Hello, Coach Glummer. Are you fighting for your next practice? Yes, Coach Glummer. Okay, you get out there. Football machine. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that was, like, this justification for being able to be gay. I was like, we're yeah. also doing football. I was like, I have this big on, but, like, I'm actually just, like, mimicking you, but, like. Yeah. I'm going to go play some sports now. Right. And, like, eventually I feel like we could no longer justify it. Yeah, no, we couldn't. Which is such a shame. I would love to have seen what we would have created, like, late high school into college. I really 
believe in my heart of hearts that they're not done. That Farmville moms? moms? No, I would do it done. in a heartbeat. We did a good job as kids. Yeah. And like, obviously, we've seen the archival footage. We've seen all like we've done. We've always been good at being weird. But then I do think, yeah, external forces kind of just shut you down. Especially when we were in middle school, when we were entering high school and seeing like a Rebecca Black or seeing people who were like, yeah, like, was it the best song ever? Maybe not. But like, at least she was trying. She was doing it. Yeah, she right. tried. And yeah. she did go viral. And like, to her, like, I feel really bad oh, yeah. for her. We, but like, she kind of pushed through it. Rebecca Black actually fought on the front lines of one of the, the deadliest wars in U.S. history. Absolutely. To create Friday for us. Yeah. And like, thank God she did it. And thank God she's a lesbian. Yeah. And then like, she said, I'll drop Saturday. And everyone was like. But like, Saturday was kind of good. It kind of slapped. I remember every word to that song. I forgot it existed until you just said that. Saturday. This Saturday, we before. I don't want the Saturday to end. She should keep going through the fucking calendar. She should. I mean, like, she should have just branded it as herself. Yeah. You know what? I'm sure nobody was encouraging around her around her. What do you mean? Like they encouraged her to do Friday and then Saturday happened. And no, she like, also did. This is my moment. My, my moment. moment. I want to come out this to that. Is my good children. I'm not even kidding. Oh yeah. I want Rebecca to be there for it. I like agree. actually. But yeah, it was, the, it was the childhood. It was the childhood viral moments. It me. was. And then there was like, just to like bring it back to like, yeah, like the internet at that time, the YouTube, the YouTube at that time. Um, Charlie bit my finger. What was that about? Why were those like, I guess that's like a TikTok now. Do yes. you know what I mean? But like, it's weird because like, Charlie, like literally occupied like a space in my brain for yeah. like two, two and a half years. And now that would go on TikTok and we would like watch it and laugh and move on. Yeah. Like that's what's so crazy. But I always was going back to the video and everybody was always quoting yes. that video. Charlie bit my finger. Charlie the unicorn. Charlie the unicorn. Always a little bit scary to me. Charlie, really? Charlie the name Charlie was big at that point. Yeah. But Charlie the unicorn was something that like I felt like I wasn't necessarily consuming. Like I felt like too cool for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I kind of felt like, yeah, it was out of my wheelhouse. I kind of like wasn't understanding what was going on. Yeah, I was like, vibes. okay, I'm happy you guys are having fun. I'm like, do I need to be doing drugs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like in seventh grade being like yeah. something's not clicking. No. That was also the time of like literally Jeffree Star's like come up. First come up. Yeah, yeah. Like I will never forget. Like I think that what's crazy is like these kids these days like genuinely um I don't know if they realize just how much, like, just how prevalent, like, those internet personalities were mm -hmm. then. Like, Jeffrey, Shane, um, Jenna Marbles, like, Jenna Marbles. Jenna Marbles is, like, it's crazy to me who she has become culturally, yeah. like, versus who she was when we were in, like, ninth grade. Yeah. Like, she, I remember her, I remember, like, being so afraid of Jenna Marbles. I was, like, she's also, like, a she was a bad girl. Like, mm -hmm. she was, like, a bad influence to me. And then, like, now, I mean, now she's fully disappeared amazing i'm so jealous and i'm obsessed with that for her yeah. but those people like like again it wasn't like there were five million creators making shit like there were like 500 max yeah, a select few and like and they had their like dominance within the industry yeah like, people again we know those girls that were walking around in middle school with jeffrey star jeffrey star like the cupcake but like i don't know remember i don't know what it was but like yeah, yeah. like jeffrey star was like doing it like 
And it was like for the scene, scene, scene kids. It's the Selena Gomez and the scene kids. Yeah. Um, Shane Dawson ruined my life. I'm going to say it. Say it. If Shane Dawson didn't exist, there are things that have happened in my life that would have gone better. I need you to elaborate. No. Okay. Obviously, it was a time before, like, I hate, to, I can't believe I'm bringing up cancel culture this quickly in the episode, um, in the season, actually. But it was a time before, like, accountability of any kind. So, like, creators were just, like, doing fucked up shit, like, and nobody cared. Or, like, mm. people cared, but, like, not enough people cared yeah. for it to, like, do anything or for it to stop or for, like, there to be a conversation even like, about it. It's just nuts. Yeah. yeah like, and, like, don't. I just remember, like, growing up seeing this shit where I'm, like... The fact that this was normal and like the, like even obviously obviously all of these people have done like problematic shit, but like it was so it was so extremely normal. Where like I feel like my parents already where like kids are gonna look back at the shit that we have consumed and be like this is so fucked up. Yeah, and we're gonna be like yeah, but, but you have to understand like the this, time, and they're gonna be like no, it's literally yeah, fucked fuck up, it. and yeah. like yeah. Yeah, there's it's no just crazy. We like we can't like flip that switch. And no, like, no, it's wrong in the moment. And like obviously, it's like, it's it, like, like yeah, like fully aligned. Like all that shit is fucked up. But it's yeah. just crazy that it like was not viewed as that fucked up at the time. Yeah. Like how much progress has been made in such a short period of time on the internet is insane to yeah. me. And again, like people are becoming more conscious of, thankfully, what they say and what they put yeah. out there. So there's a little bit more of around that it wouldn't get to that point right and if it does it's like you might as well let piranhas out in that <laughs> damn tank because you're dead you're dead you're dead or you become like trisha paytas and just like literally can just lean in you just yeah she's leaned she's leaned although she seems great now i don't know if you've seen like the clips on tiktok of her zach sang interview where she's talking about malibu barbie but like i'm literally like she seems like she's in a really good place i'm like really happy for trisha yeah um, again, has done crazy fucking shit on the internet. Crazy, crazy, crazy. shit as but, recent as 2020. But I, I, I think that, like, even people like her, like, doing crazy shit, like, is never justifiable. But I don't think you want to see somebody go off the deep end and continue to spiral, like, happy that she's doing well. Yeah, no, it's really nice yeah. to see growth. It's, yeah. like, that's why I think Jenna Marbles is another example where, like, we, like, I, I don't think that Jenna was ever that. I don't remember what her content really was, but, like, Watching someone go from like chaotic to calm, or yeah. like it's like a really like I think we need to celebrate it more. We didn't talk Sophia Grace and Rosie. Did we want to? Sophia or no? Grace and she's pregnant. Shut up. Sophia Grace is pregnant. Shut up. Yeah, no. She is with child. She's with bump. What do you mean though? Like, like she's pregnant. Like I don't know how what else I can mean by that. Like so why do I Grace. feel like a close family member <laughs> didn't like, tell didn't you? Didn't tell me that my sister. Was I pregnant. absolutely told you Sophia Grace was pregnant. Like there's no chance that I did not like come running to you the moment I got the news. I'm sure the moment I was like, mm. you're like, oh my god, now I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, she's pregnant. She? She's like maybe like 1920. Wait, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, I'm like it's crazy to conceptualize that. And then like Rosie's like cool. Like Rosie's like making music. So is Sophia Grace. Yeah. Um, oh, they're both musicians. I think so. Okay. I mean, I think it would be remiss of us to talk internet and putting yourself out there and not dive a little bit deeper into what Facebook presented itself to us as in like And just are you talking about like poking? Poking. You're a poker. I'm a huge poker. poker. I'm a behind the screen poker. And like 
it was so easy for you to not be able like to not say anything to that person's face go home get on your facebook poke you were doing that yes Joe. and you felt like cool you felt good about that i kind of felt slutty you felt slutty in eighth grade poking I, your classmate kind of being like hmm. you were like flirting with a poke i think that like that's the way that i saw pokes were like flirt period yeah i guess so and like you were flirting in eighth grade i think i was flirting with the wrong people but like i straight think, women straight girls straight girls yeah but i think at that moment like what i'm realizing now is i was just like hey girl you just wanted to be seen yeah I you just wanted, wanted the physical touch <laughs> yeah i wanted, wanted to be yeah, i wanted them to be like i poke back i see you did you get poked back poking wars poking wars poke wars it's like Whoever poked you 18 times. I was like, fuck, I gotta poke them back 19. <laughs> this stinks. I never really enjoyed poking. What I would bring back is bumper stickers. Bumps, yeah. I literally, li- I live to express my identity in creative and unique ways. And yeah. I feel as if Facebook provided me the opportunity to do such exactly that with bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Like, you were like, wait. That's me. So me. I need people to know that this is me. Yeah. And it's been that way ever since. Yeah. Like we've just gotten more covert with the way that we like express those things, like the way we like join like a group. But like we were literally physically joining groups on Facebook. I was joining so many groups. I would see one person join a group and I'm like, why am I not joining that group? Right. And the group join. would be like when there's six bananas, like it'd be like random and shit. You're like, you're like, oh my god, that's so fucking funny. When there are six bananas, it's crazy. <laughs> like yeah. I remember, like also desperately <laughs> wanting to be someone who, I wanted to be like a big page founder. Yeah. I wanted to like make an iconic, huge page. You tried. I tried multiple times. I remember doing like when Lady Gaga doesn't want to be friends because of bad romance, and I was like, why didn't that blow up? You know, like. But then Tumblr came along, and I was like, oh, I know how this works now. Yeah. Tumblr was, like, really you, test, you tested the waters. I tested the waters. Twitter as well, like, never been good and at I Twitter. And I think that if we bring it back, it's like, you might have failed with Facebook, but what you did is you gathered that information, you saw what worked, you saw what didn't, you applied it to Tumblr, and you just soared. Thank you so much. I put myself out there. You put yourself out there, and you soared. I did put myself out there, there. on Tumblr. The yeah. Peter Malark shit. Your brain is such a natural glow Have your friends notice I follow you home every day I guess that I don't need you anymore Cause now it's just me and you and my baking dough yeah, No, Joe, <laughs> you don't have to tell me You don't have to tell me Because you did put yourself out there And I was 100% in support Mm. It was a different time. I was filming. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes I was. No, you were doing a lot of that stuff solo, though. Yeah, it was when I had no friends. Yeah. It was like peak friendlessness for me, which like I'm unpacking a lot lately. It's like how little, like I've joked about having no friends in high school, but I'm really unpacking it. Like I could name my friends on one hand yeah. maximum, and that includes you. Um, but yeah, I was like home constantly. Yeah. I had a green screen dream, and I did make. I honestly, like, need to get over the shame of it because, like, I do think the Peta Malark breadstick Starships parody Why are you, is... You still feel shame? I still feel shame. I still look at that and I want to throw... I want to Okay, I want to look you in the face and I want to say, we're putting shame behind us in the new year. That video is fucking funny. Oh, breadsticks, don't act a fool And eat them before they cool Katniss, like cheese buns too 
Everybody has to thread. It is funny. It's really it, like, funny. I, I remember from the start seeing that video being like, no, this is genius. Because yeah, it was like, like, I put myself in the Hunger Games. Joe, yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was such a little shit on Tumblr though that like I just like look at those things and it like reminds me of that time. And I like it's like that's the one era of my life that I still I haven't like moved past. Like I could make fun of anything from like middle school, anything from college, but like that chunk of high school, I'm like mm, I like, don't um, even I don't even want to address it. Like I want it to not exist. Yeah. Senior year of high school, bangers. I could talk about it Amazing. every day of my life. Amazing. Sophomore, sophomore, junior year when I was trying to kill myself. No. Done. Not want to talk about it. No. No. Except for the Peter Park Spreadsticks video. <laughs> and that's putting yourself out there. It is. But this pivots perfectly to our next category. I was going to say. Bullying. Oh, jeez. So with Tumblr specifically, I found a way to like have a safe haven mm-hmm. because it was like everyone who was using Tumblr was gay or like an ally. I think ev- everyone who was using Tumblr was gay. Yeah. And so, like, I would post shit, and, like, I didn't feel, like, any fear of, like... It was, like, post-Farmville Moms. It was, like, post-us, post... Like, yeah. I was beyond that. But I was able to still be weird because it was, like, a more private audience. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, like, my friend, my like high school people could see me, except yeah. if they, like, were also on Hunger Games Tumblr. So, like... If Whatever. you were there, you're one of me. If you were there, you were looking. Right, exactly. But I'll never forget. I will never forget the feeling of being on the bus ride to school freshman year and hearing t- talk to t- behind me, like on the seat behind me, and t- like whispering. And I like have I like turned off my headphones. Whispering so like. like- softly or whispering to a point where like you could hear it no it was definitely supposed to i was definitely not supposed to hear it okay. like i had my headphones in but i turned them off because i was like why why are they whispering because i hypervigilance trauma response and i <laughs> so i used to always do that like when my parents would find i'd like yeah put my headphones oh, on course. and i would like turn the headphones off yeah and be like yeah what did i do wrong for the most part like when i'm walking around like i'm <laughs> like, pretending nothing. to have headphones on yeah, there's nothing going on <laughs> today when you had your therapy appointment i was blasting sucker by charlie xcx so loud to the point where i was like why am i afraid like why am i afraid to hear the warbled voice of you from the other room and, and so, i'm literally like in the other room like yeah that makes a lot of sense <laughs> for me because my childhood was like yeah um i hear <laughs> whispering and she's like i found his youtube channel and he posts like all these weird videos of like him singing and the hunger games and like and then i mm. Remember, like, the feeling, like, the full body, like, cold blood. Yeah, yeah, like, the chill that ran down my entire body on the way to school. So, like, I wasn't even able to, like, course correct this. I think I, like, must have, like, used my BlackBerry to, like, open up YouTube. Probably was charged $45 yeah. um, to go on YouTube and, like, make the entire account private. Um, but it was, like so sickening it was so it's crazy that a bully can do that it's crazy that somebody could speak that into existence and make ruin everything like ruin the whole thing i was like i'm everything on a halt yeah i was like i cannot do this anymore and it was it's weird because it's like yeah that's bullying but it wasn't like she was like haha joe you're gay and you're doing this like it was a lot more like 
what you were dealing with. Because the thing is, like, you probably, you probably were thinking it, right? Yeah. Like, and you had to the hear fears were somebody confirmed. confirm it yeah. for you to be like, oh, they're right. Yes. Everything. Ugh. I think my biggest fear my entire life is someone confirming my worst fears about yeah. myself. Like, that has been. I think that's bullying in general, right? Like, we talked about of. that. We're kind of like. When you were to call me gay or you were to say I was fat or you were to say all these things about me, you're just confirming what I already know. Yeah. And that is what hurts the most. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I know. Oh. My God. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Because it's like, yeah, it's someone agreeing with, again, the voices in your head. Yeah. That are like, like, you're not good enough. They they literally try when we're kids. They're shoving us in shirts that say, be be a a buddy, not not a bully. And some people just don't Don't. get the message. But I don't think I got, I think I was a bully. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I like trauma. I always, that's why I hesitate even with the titling of this show where it's like, good. like, obviously we, I think we talked about this, but like, we know why it's called good children, but like. I, like, I definitely also was a, someone else's bully. Like, for sure. I could, like, name kids. Because bullies are insecure. Yeah. And, like, it is a cycle of violence. I'll never forget, though. It j- just... The story just came full circle for me because I remember getting on that bus ride home, putting on Mean by Taylor Swift and listening to it and thinking about that entire situation mm-hmm. and being like, one day I'm going to be living in a big old city and all you're ever going to be is mean. I'm going to be whatever a star and you're gonna be sitting at a bar talking over an old football game with that same big loud opinion but nobody's listening that was a song that actually was i like now thinking back to it pivotal yeah that's why when i said she like carried me as a child into adulthood like that was like literally she literally got me somewhere that i would not have gotten to on my own yeah where i was able to look in the future and be like yeah, one day I am going to be this. So right now it's fine. Yeah. You can say whatever you want about me now. Yeah. You're going to be laughing soon. And I stand by that. And I've talked about it before on this podcast. But literally, just think about me by Taylor Swift. If you're dealing with bullying, if you're dealing yeah. with insecurity, like think about who you want to be and think about who that person is probably going to end up being. Yeah. And you will actually feel Especially bad for Especially if it's creatively. Like, people are going to laugh at you for doing what they wish they could. Yeah. Absolutely not. Not no. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, but it was tough. It was embarrassing. I don't know. I kind of... Yeah, I was a bully, too. You absolutely were a bully. I was a bitch. I was like, just... <laughs> I literally was just like... I was just like... Downright, like, nasty. Yeah, evil. Horrible. Nasty. Yeah. But when I needed to be... Like... It was a it was a response that wasn't shouldn't be justified the way that I would talk to people like that. But it would be like you said something about me, and I hate to bring back up. Yeah. But saying something about me and me barking right back. Yes. Yeah. And it never we happened. Grew with up men. on guard. It never happened with men. So like that just makes a lot more oh sense. Oh my god, the misogyny. I was yeah. No, I know. I was fighting these girls because I was like, who are you? Like, why are you? Like, no. It also, like, I don't know. Like, maybe part of that, like, not to get back to the request room last season about talking about misogyny. But now that you mentioned it, I'm like, was some of that, like, is some of the misogyny from the gay community directed, like, is the anger that people have toward, like, because, like, for me, I was always like, you're a girl, you're supposed to be on my side. Yeah. And, like, I had no expectation for any man to ever be on my side. So when a girl did bully me, I was always like, no, I thought we had something here. Like, you're the fucking 
plague. Yeah. Like you're the worst person on earth. Why are you saying those things? Yeah, and yeah. in reality, like you, you could like no, like girls can be just as terrible as boys, yeah. and there should be no misdirection of that. You know, like it should actually obviously is worse that like that's completely. I was fun. terrified of boys. Yeah. But like girls, I felt safe around. And then, yeah, yeah like the tr- that trust was broken, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, villain, witch." Yeah, and that's why she wrote that in your book. I hope it's because I went straight. to Tylene Lopez and I said, "Is talking shit about you," because she deserved that. That was my friend. And then I said, "Tylene, please don't say anything." She goes into the locker room. She tells comes out in gym class. She goes, "Why the fuck would you say anything to her?" Are you kidding me? And then we just... You were a little bit of a bitch like that. Joe, you would course. do shit like that. Yeah, I would. I would. I was like snitching. And you, you were, know what? You were like, such a snitch. That's why your fucking car was keyed. That's why your windshield wipers were taken. That's why your house was egged. Because you were a snitch. You were always a snitch. And you know what they say. Snitches get, get stitches. stitches. Snitches get keyed. Yeah. You I, were a little snitch. Again, because it was... A tattletale. It was the... It was the Yes. I was good, right? And right. I'm like, I'm not going to uh, let other people talk shit. Yeah. It's Absolutely the not. Yeah. It's pointing fingers because you don't want anyone pointing the finger at you. Yeah. yeah. My other moment with the same kind of feeling of putting myself out there and getting horror facing horrible rejection for it it, always, it. For some reason, like, The Hunger Games is the most important part of my life, I guess. Um, but I remember doing, I remember going into, like, my bathroom one day like take like rummaging through my sister's makeup and like doing a full capital beat down on my face and like yep. maybe like probably tenth grade. Yeah. Like okay. I gave myself an eyeshadow, I gave myself a lip, did like you an were eyeliner. Happy? No, I was like I was a boy. I like gave it like cause like capital members were like weirdly andro like were like androgynous yeah. and like fashion. So I just gave myself like an editorial moment. Honestly, kind of good. I also always liked playing with makeup and I had completely after this story stopped. Which is kind of a shame. Like, it's something that, thank God, I have too many things going on. But, yeah. like, I definitely could have pursued makeup in a creative way. But I shut it down because I was at, I posted it to Tumblr. Okay. There was, like, seven people in real life who followed my Tumblr. All girls, one actual gay boy who I knew in real life. And I was at a party, and one of those girls who followed me on Tumblr was like, Oh my God, did everyone see Joe in makeup? And like I don't think she was doing it maliciously because I like she's always been chill. So I don't yeah. I don't think this was a malicious thing. But she like pulled up the picture from my Tumblr and like started showing it to everyone in at the party. And I remember like grabbing the phone so fast and like so violently from her and being so angry and just like literally like I think I probably immediately left, was like I was like, why the fuck would you show people that like what the fuck is wrong with you like probably blocked her from my tumblr deleted the pictures and again like never tried doing anything with makeup ever again in my entire life no that makes me really sad yeah yeah that's really tough but again she didn't know what you were going through and like obviously it was not malicious no i I literally hold no ill will toward her she in in that moment was like probably do you see what he's doing like that's actually amazing or it was like stupid like it yeah, was like it was stupid it was, it was like, like funny yeah like, like funny. it was funny like yeah and i but i literally was like you are you're gonna make me kill myself yeah, you're ruining um life. it was kind of like everyone was out to get you yeah 
vibes. That was the vibe of my, and it still is the vibe of my life to this day. I still yeah. have that feeling. It's like literally, I mean, we know it's trom, but it's, it's like literal yeah. trom. It's trom. I would say a time that like I put myself out there that I thought was like going to be great was I think with me, it's like, I don't like to be wrong. And if I'm wrong, like I'm actually just going to shut down and right. I'm probably never going to do it again. Yeah. Which is a problem. But it was like trivia night. I think it was like an assembly. The idea of an assembly, the pure bliss that you felt. You're in fourth grade. The announcement is made on the speech. You go into school knowing there's an assembly. You're like, <laughs> you're like, there's an assembly today. Like it's basically a half day. Yeah. Um, like not doing anything. It's like second period. Mm-hmm. The speaker, the announcement is made that yep. the fourth graders are coming down to the auditorium. What are you doing? How are, you, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling like a boss-ass bitch. I'm, my chin is going to be up. I'm going to be actually smizing my way oh. to that auditorium. And you're, like, looking at the classes who aren't going, and I'm you're like, like mm-hmm. I'm the line leader, and you mm-hmm. fucking suck. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. Have fun in class. Have fun in third grade. Losers. We're going to trivia. Uh, We're going to see an animal show right yeah. now. We're going to see some puppets. And I'm going to be laughing the entire time. I'm going to be, like, literally, like, the way that an assembly felt like like a music festival of sorts. Yes. Like, I was like, I, this is going to change. Like, like Burning Man. Yeah. Like, actually, I was like, I'm going to leave this cafeteria a new Sitting on, sometimes sitting on that Mad. cold oh, tile floor. Mm. It was just, like, next to your friends. You were just like... like mm-hmm. I was always chitting and chatting yeah oh of course they couldn't shut me up yeah that was a problem they literally were like i was probably getting in trouble for you for sure were for absolutely sure. and i was like you know what like this is my time to be free this is my time to I'm literally like, I'm, yeah i'm watching theater <laughs> like yeah. and it's like what? someone who like travels around the tri-state area like in their van <laughs> like and I'm idolizing them remember when they would bring like the inflatable planetarium that for me is when things clicked because yes. still to this day i'm astronomer. yearning for those stars you're a, you're a dreamer i'm a dreamer and you're looking up at those stars i'm looking up at the stars and i'm saying what is reality mm. who are we who are we i am so small and you're in fourth grade yeah and you're yeah. looking up at like a plastic yeah. ball with images projected on it mm-hmm. in the little gym yep you take your shoes off you go right in there and you're like this is amazing literally amazing stop like, i want like that feeling is I could feel the feeling. Yeah, it's the like they could make that a drug and I would take it. Yeah. I become addicted to the drug of assembly. <laughs> assembly, the assembly. <laughs> drug. I think it's just like going to things. I guess. <laughs> like, I guess you're kind of right. Like going to things that like, you want. Like be going at. to a museum. Yeah. Like, just like, enriching your life with like things that aren't like yeah. a bar or a restaurant. Yeah, I kind of agree. So this trivia night was basically it was kind of like a family feud situation. With any oh, trivia, geez. it was like you have to click the buzzer. buzzer. And, like, if you click the buzzer, you gotta have an answer. So the thing about me is I, regardless if I know the answer, I'm already clicking the buzzer. Like, of course. Like, you haven't finished the question, I'm buzzer clicking. I'm a yeah. buzzer clicker. You're a buzzer clicker. Yeah, of course. So they say, what is the end of a train called? Buzz. Buzz. The body I was in, like, I definitely had, like, a short haircut. I was probably in my Italia shirt. Those those scary little shredded pants and some some little shoes. Right. I was looking round and plump. You had your just, this is your wire glasses era. This is my wire glasses era. This is my I'm the class president. Like I'm on my bullshit era. You're working. I'm working. working like, I was I was working every day in and <laughs> out and like I had to represent people on that stage and like prove to them that 
they elected like an a, intellectual a, right a genius. politician yeah. a genius and they say what's the end of a train called what what goes you're, you're nothing's even going through the mind right because <laughs> no, you're no. just Obviously, in that moment, I'm actually sick to myself. All you're doing is buzzing. The anxiety is through the roof. All I'm doing is focusing on getting called. I get called. All I think about is the silence that's permeating through the space. Five-second countdown. Um, um, the end of train. End, the end. I swear to you. I wish I threw myself off that stage because the way that the man said, Oh, no, no. It's, uh, anybody else? Caboose. But yeah, so like that was probably my one moment where I was like, this is humiliating. In retrospect, you telling that story, I'm like, what about that was like you bullying. putting your, what, what about that was bullying? What about that was you putting yourself out there? It seems as if you just like wanted to be right about something. I definitely didn't learn a right. lesson, almost a valuable lesson. I learned a valuable is, like, lesson think in the before moment. you speak. Something that I think to this day, I wish I did pursue a little bit more of, was dance. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to do a high kick for fun, and I, I mean, just, you've, I've seen you do many high kicks. Many. And what we're realizing now is like I was doing high kicks to prove something, or to validate, or to get compliments, and I would do it in front of people. And I was at band camp, and the kick line was practicing, and I was on my way to my mellophone, and. The one of the girls was like, my mellophone is it's a marching French horn. Okay. Um, and I was passing the kick line, and one of the girls was like, Musky, come here, come here. You have to show the girls your kick. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Of course I'm gonna show you my kick, because I know it's good as hell. I throw that leg in the air. How many girls are watching? I would say probably a 35. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kick that leg in the air. I feel my footing start to slip underneath me. I hit the ground. That wasn't just the mortifying part. It fucking hurt. It hurt. It was a hard smack to the floor. All I heard was, ah! <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are you okay? No. No, no, quite frankly, I wasn't okay. Um, and I walked away with a red face yeah. and completely embarrassed. You getting embarrassed has always been something that's freaked me out because you are so good at not being embarrassed. Yeah. Like, you're someone who I feel like, because I have always looked at you and been like, you're not afraid to put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, obviously. Because you can't, you can't tell. You push past the fear. You just do it anyway. I do it anyway, but you can't tell when I experience embarrassment. Like, I do a good job of masking it. Yeah, but I'm things. saying in general, it's like, even when you're not embarrassed, like, you've been doing weird shit your whole life. Yeah, I kind of Like, been. again, when we had, like, when, when Bangers came out and White Spurbia was taken by storm with twerking, as introduced by Miley Cyrus and Iggy Azalea. Yeah, that was a really tough time. Really tough time. You I were literally the champion of the movement. I was teaching people how to you, do it. Every party, every event, yeah. any public space we were in, you were on the ground throwing ass. I was, yeah, I was popping cheeks. At 17, 16 years old, in front of adults, in front of parents, in front, in front of, of children. Yeah, in the public. Like, I was doing it in front of the Applebee's. I was doing it, yeah, everywhere. Anywhere you could. Anywhere I could. and. I to felt like you were putting your store, I was wearing twerk team captain shirt. Oh, we're taking up, we're pivoting. 
in a hard way. Something to something fun. It could be fun. This um, is great. This is a crazy episode. Okay, like title card. Dating and hookups. I can't do this shit. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. Yeah. So <sighs> we're putting ourselves out there. We talked about the ways in which we have um, experienced reasons to not put ourselves out there, and we honestly have barely gotten into them. When you really think yeah. about it, we didn't even talk about body. We didn't even talk about being gay yet. No. Um, but. I think one of the ways that we all, dear listener, find like friction in putting mm-hmm. ourselves out there is dating yeah, and yeah, sure. like sex and hooking up. Like I think those are main. Like I think we're all always learning in that department. Mm. Body image, body image. So, mm. in terms of putting yourself out there, like I feel like for me, one of the biggest deterrents to really publicly being myself has always been um literally how much i hate my body you know what yeah. i mean yeah no <laughs> and like thank you for sharing and like i want to value validate you in that experience and I like agree. i'm not saying i do now yeah but i am saying that like throughout my life i have consistently struggled with yeah. the way i look and consistently ebbed and flowed with like the level of like respect and love I gave myself. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result of that, even like, cause again, we've talked about this, like TWED combo, but like even at my skinniest, even at like my fittest, I still was not hooking up with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought my, my whole life, I spent, I spent my whole like late teenage years, early college years being like, when I get skinny, I'm gonna go on dates. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna like yeah. live this life that I, I didn't think let I'm myself so live. Yeah, people are finally gonna like me. Yeah, as if one like people didn't like me already for me. Yeah. Um, and two, my mentality would somehow change mm-hmm. with like my body changing, and I relied so much on that. Again, like it's kind of like what we talked about before with like mean. Like, yeah, I relied so much on the future version of myself to get me through things that once I became that version of me. It wasn't. Enough. I was like, "Fuck, I'm almost more unhappy now." Yeah. Because like I thought this was gonna solve everything, and it actually has made things literally worse. Yeah. I think I've been struggling more lately than ever with like the ramifications of that time of the yeah. time of like literally hitting my body, not allowing anyone to see it, and like feeling like there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I'm at a point. Where I, I'm like for the first time in my entire life, like happy with the way I look. Even now, I'm like, I have the same, like, I have to recognize that the brain patterns that I've created for 25 years yeah. are still there. Yeah, it's not, e- like, it literally doesn't take overnight. You no. Know I mean? Like, it takes time to be able to heal what we both have experienced when it comes to our body. Yeah. Like, it's not normal what we put our minds through for no. literally no reason. But to just hate ourselves. Hate ourselves. And, like, it really, like, I hate to bring it back to RuPaul, but if you, you can't, can't love, love yourself, yourself, how the, the hell, hell are you, you going to love, love someone else? else? How the hell are you going to? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that I've been really thinking about that specific line lately. <laughs> Ru is with you. Ru is, is with Ru me. in the room right now? It really, that hits because, again, that's a feeling that I think a lot of people experience, but... Somebody else isn't going to solve that for you. 
Yeah, and like, but the thing is, somebody else isn't going to solve that. And also, like, are you even going to give yourself the opportunity to let someone? No. Like, that's, I think, that's the quote, what I get from yeah. that quote is like, I didn't even let the people, like, people loved me. Yeah. I've been in relationships where oh. people were like, there have been boys who have loved me and have told me that. And I didn't let them. Like, I yeah. would not allow them to because yeah. I was like, no, no like, you don't like you're, me. you're making a mistake. Like, yeah. you're not, like, you're lying to me. You're not telling the truth. You don't know me. You don't know me. And if you did actually know me, you wouldn't like me. Yeah. And I will never forget when I broke up with Kevin and he said, and I thought this was the rudest thing anyone could ever possibly say to me. And he was like, you don't think you deserve love. And <sighs> like, this is me telling you that. And I was like, fuck him. Like, he doesn't even fucking know me. Yeah. We ended on horrible terms. And he's so he was, so, like, so insanely correct. Yeah. Like, in a crazy way. Where, like, he saw me more than I saw myself then. Yeah. And even now, like, I'm in a relationship. I'm happy in that relationship. I will receive compliments, like, and be like, oh, you're like, he's just saying that to be nice to me. Yeah. Like, I don't believe my boyfriend when yeah. he's complimenting me. Yeah. And I've had to literally check myself and be like, am I out of my fucking, like, what more do I need to get to convince myself that, like, I'm worthy of this? So what what, what has to happen to be like, oh, I should just be happy? Yeah. It's really nuts. It's crazy. You can't internalize what other people are saying to you. It really no. is like, I, yeah, I feel, I mean, I can't put it into context because I haven't been in a relationship besides with Jesse. But when Jess, when I was with Jesse, she would be like, you're perfect. Yeah. Right. And I'd be like, no, it would actually infuriate yes. me. Cause I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like stop saying that. Yeah. Like you're lying. Right. And I know you're lying. Isn't that so it's fucking so sad. Sad. It's it literally so sad. is so sad. Yeah. That like, I think that you're doing a great job now and you're working through that as well. Yeah, this is the first time. It's something that, like, I am learning in real time is, like, I've never been this honest with yeah. anyone except literally you and this entire listenership, um, <laughs> just which is what terrified me, too. When I first started dating, I was like, I don't want you to listen to this podcast because yeah. I don't want you to know the truth about me. Yeah. You know, like, I was, like, literally insistent. I was yeah. like... And he has friends who listen to the podcast. And I was like, fuck, they're going to tell him. He's going to find out about me. Yeah. Um, ah. Isn't that crazy? No. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's like, crazy. Oh, like, literally, yeah. Yeah, I like, don't find way. out about me. Don't, like, don't. Like, it's like on any of the apps. And this is so menial. But, like, on any of the apps, I won't link my social media for specifically that reason. Because I'm like, you're going to be able to go to my social media. You're going to be able to see literally everything, everything. about me. You're going to be able to see how I speak. You're going to be able to see, like, the things that I'm talking about, my viewpoints on certain things. You're going to be able to see gonna, me. You're going to be able to see me. Yeah. Like, I don't want, you, I to don't want you to see me. Meanwhile, we're literally like, eh, like we're like, begging to be seen. Begging. But the moment someone looks at me, <laughs> I like, stop. <laughs> I'm begging to be looked at. I'm terrified of being seen. Yeah. Is I think what the lesson was for like most of my life. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now obviously I've learned that like, the kind of vulnerability that we show on this podcast n desperately needs to be the kind of vulnerability I show my relationships and my friendships because yeah. otherwise there's, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. So now I'm like sitting there like being like, do you want to hear the darkest thing you've ever heard in your entire life? Okay. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> like, Love you. Or like, good morning. Do you want to hear something horrible? Do you want to hear what I'm going to talk I, about on the podcast But today? again, I think it really is like, it, it's important to communicate and speak up and talk about how you're feeling and also just like, 
be authentic to yourself. And especially yeah. like when it comes to, for me, it would be like hookup situations or whatever. And like, I would find myself not really talking and I'm like, why am I not talking? Right. Like I literally talk You're like a talker. I haven't shut up. Yeah. Like I literally don't shut up and I'm here and I'm, I don't even know how to formulate a sentence. Yeah. And it's because I'm afraid of you getting to actually know me and for what? Like, right. And now again, with that mindset and that flip, like switch flipped going into situations and being like, no, I'm going to show up. Yes. I'm going to show up like myself because again, like, and unfortunately I'm wondering if like I needed validation from people to, to like me. Well, I was going to say, I was going to bring up, I think that like all of this is interesting. It's colored by the fact that like, we don't look the way we used to look. And I yeah. wonder how much more complicated and difficult it would be to get to this point without like the privilege we have now yes. of fitting in more yes. with like societal norms. Correct. But I agree with you. I think that from an outsider's perspective, they can see us and you're like, oh, like what are, what are your have? problems? What are your problems? Yeah. And I think that that is something that we all can learn yeah. is like regardless of wherever somebody is at now or what you think where you think they're at doesn't mean they don't feel the same things that they've been feeling yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm mentally 17. Yeah. And like, I wonder if that's ever going to stop or if I'm always going to feel 17. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 17. I think I, the only thing I could see is like getting new tools to like, change the way I'm thinking but I think that I'm always gonna have to like remind myself that I am like like that those things are not true mm. you know what I mean yeah it's really sick and crazy I think that I think we're we're gonna not be there forever I don't know I've like asked people I've like asked people who are older sometimes that exact question where I'm like do you still feel like you're 17 and I think the answer pretty it's much like, is always yeah. yeah and they were pumping that into our system too when we were kids like self-esteem assemblies self-esteem yeah, harmony period. bear harmony bear like it was like harping on self-esteem yeah but like what we couldn't none. have had was, was any self-esteem no i had self-esteem and creativity i always had yeah. confidence in that i just had li i literally have always and up until this past year have seen my body as repulsive and my personality as intrinsically wrong you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I do kind of get what you mean because I feel like we have very similar outlooks on that. Yeah. But I think that a lot has a lot of change has been made in a short period of time for us. Yeah, which is really exciting. Which is very exciting. I think what is also so good to realize is like change can happen really quickly, and like we are learning to adapt to it pretty quickly. Yeah. For we're catching up. We're catching up, and I think that, like, for the first time, I'm, like, paying attention. Yeah. And not just, like... And I'm, like, putting... Like, I'm ready. Like, I know I keep saying it, but, like, putting yourself out there, like, gotta do it. I was gonna say, that was something I wanted to say to you when you were saying, like, the, the tr showing your true personality. I think that, like, the secret that we all fail to realize is, like, the true... Literally, like, the truth about, like, the human experience if I was to just, like, guess, is, like, put, like, it's so obvious, and I don't know how to explain it in a concise way, but, like, if you can show up as your authentic self yeah. in every situation you are in, 
you will find the best friends of your life. You will find the love of your life. You will find your dream job. You will find your dream home. You will find everything you want because it will be made obvious to you Uh because you're no longer like censoring or editing yourself for like what you think other people want from you. Mm. And once you're like, this is me, greatest showman or camp rock or camp rock. Yeah. You're going to be met with people who are like, ill and not interested, but you're also going to meet people who are like, Oh, that's you. This is me. Like, We're on the same page. Yeah. Like, and that I think is like literally like the, it's the easiest thing to do in the entire world. It is so hard to get to that point, Mm -hmm. but it is like, if you want new friends, if you want a boyfriend, if you want a girlfriend, if you want a partner, if you want like anything, it's like literally just show up like the person you are in your head. Yeah. Like speak, say what you want to say and let Let the the words words fall out. out. Like we're going to keep beating those lyrics into you because like the truth, it is the truth. It is like literally biblical. Yeah. Like, that is just, like, my lesson I've learned in the past year. Um, 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 Joe, like, what is this podcast? Are we so, funny anymore? I was just... <laughs> oh, like, should we Should we switch genres this to, season? To, like, drama? Like, true crime? <laughs> oh, fun story. Fun for us. What's, like... What's your first gay date? My first gay date? And how'd you get to the point of going on that date? I would say that, like, I had to work myself to the bone to be like, <laughs> you got this. I literally was like, okay, that's totally fine. It was in Boston, and he, it was an app. Um, What app was it? It probably was, I think it was Tinder, actually. And I was talking to this guy for a while. I was like, I was the person who was talking to them for a while. You know what I mean? Oh, I was like, always doing that. I was yeah. talking. And I was like, you know what? It got to a point where I was like, we live in the same damn city. Like, you might as well just come over. And at that time, too, I was like, I was getting more comfortable with myself. Were you fucking sucking on Ginger? No. Nothing. No, no, no. I was nothing. I was doing nothing. Okay. I was like, this is my time where I'm like, I'm going to just talk to a guy and like see what's up. Yeah, yeah. And I did. He happened to be 6'7". Okay. And he was um, really, really nice. Oh. And like, he came over and we watched a movie. What'd you watch? You think I have that memory? I blacked out. Okay, yeah. Like, fair. what? Like, fair. no. Um, so he came over, and I actually don't think I could have sat farther from someone on the couch. Yeah. And we, like, walked around. We did some things. And, like, I could tell that he also wanted to kiss me. And, like, I just wasn't going to let that happen. Ugh, yeah. Um, and then from then on, I... Oh, my God. Wait, he didn't live in Boston. I think he, like... I think he like drove maybe two hours to see me. How did I meet him? Oh my god, it's coming back to me in this current moment. What fucking sicko <laughs> <laughs> did this? Well, that was my first date, and I, I think I learned a lot from that. And I was like, okay, I one can talk to somebody, two, I have a lot to work through, and three, like, he's so nice. Okay, yeah, and you, I'm like, like weren't attracted to him. I, looking back on it, like, I should have been. Yeah, you were just like... But again, like, I, in those moments, I sometimes still experience, I'm like, no, even if you're really attractive and, like, we have that conversation, I'm like, you're my friend. Oh, yeah, of course. We're friends. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Um, what about you? Mine was this boy, Alex. I've told parts of the story, I feel like, before. I literally read you the entire essay I wrote Yeah, Joe afterwards. was, like, writing essays. I... 
ref I don't know, like maybe it's like because I watched Still Alice at a formative age, but like I refuse to let my memories be forgotten. I refuse to forget anything. So I wrote in full, I've written every date I've ever been on at least a page long of excruciating detail about my first dates. More than anything, I just remember literally feeling like I was going to die. Like the level of anxiety, the level of feeling like something, like I was breaking a rule and like that everyone was watching me. Mm. Literally Catholic trauma. Like yeah. it's so obvious to me now and it was not then. We went to the Met. It was such a cute little date. Like we walked around the entire Met. I will, the most important takeaway from it was that he was like queerer and obviously had been out for a while. I wasn't even out yet. Definitely did not kiss. I shook his hand upon meeting him. Shook his you hand. Shook his hand like he was I running for office? I shook his hand hello on the Met steps. But it was really lovely. It was yeah. very sweet and he was a sweetie. The best thing I could ever could have heard before I had like started putting myself out there was like the the dates you go on, the hookups you have, the people you meet might not be amazing. Yeah. Like and you might literally feel like you're going to die, mm. but you're not going to die. And you have to experience those if you want to experience a good date. Yeah. And you have to get past the awkwardness of like your first gay date or your first date um, to have more. And the more that you push it off, the bigger it's going to feel, the bigger it's going to seem, the more important it's going to seem. And then once you get through it, you will look back and be like, oh, Laugh. You're like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, like I it's not it gonna. Like it's it's a huge deal right now, and it's gonna be a nothing to you. Yeah, a year from now, it's not gonna kill you. And mm -hmm. what doesn't kill you makes, makes you stronger. stronger. I need you to stand a little taller. taller. Any childhood crush stories? Something fun? Something good children themed? Something childhood crushy? Again, I was only really crush. Like I was only ever putting myself out there to the girls. Yeah, of course. Period. I was. I was. Well, this is a Valentine's Day thing. I can save it for Valentine's Day. But I was big on like asking people out. I was a serial dater. I dated Ken Blazy for three years. I never. I never ever ever knew that. Yeah. Is that not crazy? How did I not know that? Uh, cause like I just didn't feel like I should share. Because I probably was like, why the hell am I doing this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, why am I going to tell Joe? But I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I just want to I just wanted somebody to sit next to when we were like being read a book. Okay, got it. Um, But yeah, crushing. Like, I think that we, I've talked a little bit about like crushing on other students or other people in our grade. But I don't think I was really like, I was holding myself back from yeah, crushes. I feel like in terms of like, I remember being in love with like Elijah Wood as Frodo deeply. I was, yep. just, I was obsessed with every Hobbit. Yep. Harry Potter. I'll yep. never forget Goblet of Fire when he's in that bathtub. That was a moment for me that I have masturbated too many times as oh a child. Gosh. Um, Cedric Diggory, Edward Cullen. It was a lot of the knows all those. Joe Jonas. We talked about Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson, though, was the, the blueprint. One. Like, yeah. he was the one. Mine was honestly Taylor Lautner. Oh, he like, was, I like, love Shark Boy. Boy. Yeah, Shark Boy was literally a dream to dream, me. Dream, dream, dream. Dream, 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 dream. dream. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait. You didn't say that on purpose? No. Wait. Is, is Shark Boy in the room with us? I guess our next category. Is that our last category? No. 
This is just oh, this shit doesn't fucking shit. end. Okay, we're up to category four, which is proving yourself. Oh, geez. Um, speaking of everything that just happened. So I feel like this, in terms of putting yourself out there, a lot of the core motivating principle behind that is proving, is proving yourself. yourself. It is like, I'm going to prove to the world that I can do this thing, that I am this thing, that yeah. I can become who I want to be, that mm-hmm. I can pass this test, that I can get into this school, that mm-hmm. I can do whatever. Yeah. Um, I think you're the king of proving themselves. I was dying to prove people. And I, I think you dying still to are. Prove them wrong. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm always trying to prove. I. It really is something that I'm learning to no longer do because I don't think I need to prove myself no. to legitimately anybody. No. And the only person I've ever needed to prove myself to was myself. Yeah. And recognizing that has been really earth shattering. Yeah. Proving myself was always a deflection mechanism for who I was, right? right? It was like, oh, I'm fat or I'm gay or I'm all these different things, but I don't want you to recognize me for either of those two things. I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to make you believe I'm the smart one or I'm the athletic one or I'm this one, right? I'm proving that good yeah, enough. Being good enough. And for who? Like legitimately for who? Good enough and for it, who? It, it doesn't make sense. Santa? For Santa. I was literally like, <laughs> until Santa. like sixth grade, I was like, I was for Santa. It was for Santa. You don't have to be good at everything. Lastly, oh my God. This one's a good one to end on because don't laugh a, at me. This is literally, this is, a short this one. is light. So there comes a time in every young gay boy's life where there is a certain assembly that you go to that changes your life forever. Yeah. The first time I'd say you stand a pop star. And for that, for us, that person was Patricia She. And Patricia She is a musical artist. And I would honestly, like, I'm just going to throw it out there, but I do feel as if she's an activist. Oh, I like, think that she's, she's an activist. Change, whether or not she even realizes it, she yeah. realizes it. Um, she knows that was her intention. Yeah. She came to Albany Avenue, our elementary school, and she would do, like, these, like, she did it, like, every year, I feel yeah. like. A, a, a assembly and she would also teach us can uh mandarin she would teach us mandarin and she would also yeah then teach us songs and i feel like in fourth grade she came to our school she honestly gives me Joni mitchell vibes like she's like folk musicy she sang a cover of don't, don't laugh, laugh at, at me. me and Just, i don't think we've ever been the same i no, i for sure have never been I'm the little boy with glasses, the one you call a geek, the little girl who never smiles because I got braces on my teeth, and I know how it feels to cry myself to sleep. I mean, like, they were such dark lyrics, so, like, heavy for a fourth grader, but it really put things into perspective. It did. Don't laugh at me. Don't Don't call me names. Don't Don't get your pleasure from my pain. In God's eyes, we're all the same. Someday we'll all have perfect wings. Don't laugh at me. This is not a Patricia She original. However, it feels as if it is for us. She changed my life with that one. I do remember to completely ruin the entire thesis of this. I'm so scared. Me and you made a slideshow, a PowerPoint, where we 
picked people in our class and put their name faces up for each of those lines. We did. I remember it. <laughs> like oh. we were like, who is the little boy? Who Who's the little girl with braces? Doesn't smile. Who is the boy with glasses? Who's, Who's going to be the single teenage mother trying to overcome her past? <gasps> That's where. At the end of the day, we all fucking suck. We all and suck. We have to accept that we're not good, no. and be, sometimes being bad is just the human nature. Yeah. Because the that whole thesis so of this entire up. episode was crushed on that song, and it just hit me that we used it as a way to make fun of people yeah privately but still yeah wasn't but the things that you do in private might as well just be public because that's how you're feeling yeah that fucking sucks sucks so (laughs) like i took a took a turn at the end but um, almost in a way that i'm like that's fun like i feel like the episode just like went from being an after school special to being like oh Oh, we tried we yeah (laughs) we thought we were gonna help people with this one but we actually just realized that we uh we have some work we have some work to do we have some Um, work to do no but i loved that that was fun for me this this episode this was one of my favorite episodes we've yeah. ever done. I think that this is the dawn of a new era. And don't worry, we're going to make the same jokes. We're going to do the same shit. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to grow. But I, yeah, we did think a lot about how we wanted to come into the new season and like what we want to say. And we got a lot to say. And we want to, again, like authenticity is never going away. I think that's going to be at the core of anything yeah. that we do. It's like, I even read the comments sometimes. It's like, please just never change. And I'm yeah. like, I know it's easy for us to say that we're not going to, but like, I genuinely can't imagine a world where the both of us sit in a room and we don't actually just talk. Like We this. are so lucky that we yeah. have each other yeah. because like, yeah, the day I sit down with you and you're different, I'd you're be really, like, what the fuck are you doing? I'd be like, <laughs> Like nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm ex- I'm really excited for season two. We have some big ideas. We have some big guests. We have a lot of moments planned. And we have a. I honestly think a lot of shows to come. Oh yeah, buckle up, buckle up, Boston, buckle, buckle up, up, LA, LA. Buckle, buckle up, San Francisco, buckle, buckle up, up, Chicago, buckle, buckle up, Austin, buckle up, up New, York. New York. If you're at a university or anything and you guys want us to show up, like I literally you would love throwing on university because I'll never forget I saw BJ Novak and I, I know but you say the word so university good. like you're from the UK. Do you know what I mean? You're always saying university. university. Not a college. I feel like a college is what people say. It's because my it's because my university changed it from college to university. It used to be Loyola College. But like Hofstra's also a university. I would never start throwing on university all the time. I kind of it's like so chic of me. I feel it feels classist. Okay, like I'm gonna let you um <laughs> you 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 say that one, but like I'm not gonna feel that. Okay, so it's time for you guys, let's just say it. I feel weird about calling it the girls' room. We're not girls. We're and it feels like why are we in the girls' room? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a reference to the Amanda show, but I no longer want to call. I just want to like rebrand it in the new year. What do we want to call it? I don't know. So yeah, and like write in, DM us, email us at Good Children Pod. We're obsessed with feedback. I'm over it. I don't want as much feedback anymore, you guys. Oh. I don't want the jokes. I don't want you to let me know how to, des- how to design oh my, God, my fucking living good children, room. I need to send one girl a Panera gift card. Oh, my God. I don't want anyone to let me know how to, how to decorate an apartment. <laughs> like, the Jenna Lee jokes were great. We got a new chair. Done. We're done with that. We're moving on. Flirting tips? How do you strike up conversations with strangers? Are you kidding? Is this even a thing that happens outside of DCOMs? Are you nuts? <laughs> You're asking the wrong people. Are you crazy? <laughs> like, 
I actually was like thinking about this yesterday before you were we were like literally. Out. I was we literally talked about this last night. Last night I was talking about how I was in the shower talking about the idea of going up to somebody just having a conversation and them being like, "Why are you hitting on me?" <laughs> like, no, I'm like just trying to be nice, but like. I think that's all it takes. It actually is like, who the fuck cares? Like, you're gonna go up to somebody and talk to them, and if they are, if there's any weirdness coming towards you, then you're like, oh, okay, wait, see you. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, and clearly you don't want to talk to me. Yeah, like we're not for each other. Nice. It's like, see you. But like, I think that's what it is too. It's like if it's flirting, then you're just like, oh. You know what I mean? Like you like, like just wiggling your head a little bit. I'm just kind of like wiggling and like waggling. I'm like I'm like just like. I think it's time for our our first snack. ever board. It's a board. It's our board. We're not doing snacks this season. We talked about this, I think, in in the Christmas special. Yeah. But I think yeah, later. It's on. a board of a week. So this board, what we're gonna bring out is just a few different items that you can stack. We kind of want to bring back the Lunchable. Yes. We want to bring it back, but make it adult. We're obsessed with charcuterie boards, of course. And our charcuterie queen, like, re-DM us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Walk us through it. Okay, so what we have here is a fresh Italian seeded loaf. And, like, that's what you need. You need the seeds because while you think they don't bring the flavor, they're bringing flavor. We have some prosciutto. We have some fresh mutts. Drizzled with some balsamic glaze. And this is where we get crazy. So you have oh my God, a look at that. Oh my God. Yeah, you have a seasoned oil. And it's, dripping. it's always important to have a seasoned oil. And what I put in this oil today is a little sprinkle of salt, some red pepper flakes, always essential. So a little bit of basil um flakes, a lot of cheese. And I don't go just normal cheese, I go locatelli. Locatelli, top tier. And then I put a um a little bit of pepper in there. I mix it all together. It's just splendid. And then I have roasted garlic. Easy, get the bulb, peel off the outer layers, slice the top, a little bit of oil, throw it in, some tin foil in the oven, 400 for 35 minutes. What we're gonna do is we're gonna stack. I want us to spread the garlic on the bread, top it with the brisciutte, top it with the mutts, and drizzle with oil. Oh my God. No, like, first and foremost, I want to give the founder of Grazza the biggest kiss the in the world. It, it, they deserve it. It's amazing. Again, this wouldn't be the pro- this wouldn't be what it was, I think, without a good oil. Yeah, like I again, like we're not. There's no form of sponsorship. There's no. We have no communication with this brand. It's because I think that also it's like what we're doing here is that roasted garlic is sweet. Mm-hmm. It, gets it is. Sweet. It is sweet. And when you put it against that soft bread mm-hmm. with that salty prosciutto mm-hmm. and a nice soft mozz, yeah, there's nothing better. There's nothing. There's nothing better than nothing that experience. Better. And if you want a little bit of a crunch, toast your bread. Yeah. And it's yeah. so easy. Just season your oil and roast your garlic. 
finally we said it. <laughs> finally, someone said it. Finally, you said it. Thank you so much for You're saying welcome. it. You're welcome. I've been trying to get that out for 32 episodes. It felt like that. Yeah. <sighs> thank you for saying that. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Good Children. Children. I'm so happy to be back. I really am so happy to be back. I hope, you're, I hope you're ready for a wild, wild ride. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for the support during the off season. Thank you for Patreoning it. Thank you for buying our merch. Yes. Thank you for being you, and thank you yeah. for letting us be us. I think that it has does not go unappreciated and does not go unnoticed. Overall, I think that we've learned some valuable lessons here today, and we're going to, from this point forward, potentially give you guys a little TLDR recap, spark-noted version of each episode at the end of it. We have five steps on how to put yourself out there. Number one. It's not easy, but you have to take off the mask. You got to do it. Number two. Set deadlines with yourself. Go on a date by Friday. Go do this thing by this day. Like, force yourself to just do it. Three, you'll survive the rejection. <laughs> I'm reading these like, it's, we're also internalizing Yeah. Number four, no one else is going to do it for you. You're on your own, kid. Five, it gets easy. <laughs> <laughs> it gets easier. Oh my, oh my God. God. It wasn't easy. No, that got scary. <laughs> um, you know exactly where to find us across yes, all socials at Good Children Pod. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella. And we will see you next week for another episode if we don't see you on Patreon, which yes. now debut on Mondays. Mondays. So we'll see you on Monday on Patreon. See you on Wednesday on the pod. See you on the internet every day of our lives. Ugh. Feels good to be back. It feels really good. Don't laugh at me. Don't call me names. Don't get your pleasure from my pain. In God's eyes, we're all the same. Someday we will all have perfect wings. Don't laugh at me. Just laugh with me, please. It's insane I'm wearing a tie. Yeah, no, I can't.